Hey, hey, hey. Episode 3, Anxiety Wad Podcast. I am your host, Corey, and I'm so thankful that you guys are here. Uh, Thank you for the feedback that I've received from you guys on listening to the episodes. Uh, It's very encouraging to me to uh, keep doing these episodes. Sometimes it's easy for me to kind of hide out and not uh, step up and and share this information. It's uh, something that I know that I have a lot of information, but I don't usually use it until people ask for help or ask me questions. So it's good for you guys to give me feedback. So I keep doing this. It kind of gets me out of my comfort zone. Uh, keeps me active and, and helping you guys out. So I really appreciate the feedback. So here we are, episode three. Got three questions again. I'll do a little recap on the previous episode. And I'm going to add a little bit of information here about kids and anxiety. Episode three. Here we go. <laughs> All right, a couple of housekeeping items. I, I did add some personality inventories to the website. Um, so there's the Myers-Briggs. There's a link to take that test. And then the Enneagram. That's a newer one that uh, I just took recently. And I actually took that one like three or four times because I kept getting two different um, numbers. One was the seven, I believe. Yeah, seven and then three. Um, the majority of the time I get a three-wing two, which is like the... I don't know. You have to read about it. I put those on the website. And then I also put the Strengths Finder 2.0. That's a test you can take to kind of tell you a little bit more about your personality. Um, learning more about yourself is definitely going to give you more information on why you're reacting the way you are to certain things. And it's also going to help you figure out which items in your scavenger hunt you're going to want to pick up that match your your uh, tendencies and your nature. Um, one thing to note, too, is, is just because these results tell you something about yourself that does not mean that you can't develop different skill sets that will take you in a different direction because it is ultimately up to us to develop skills with coping with everyday life. So a couple of things that were added to the website. And then I wanted to also mention another thing about kids and anxiety. So the thing is like, what are your kids putting into their minds? Like what are their influence? What's their sphere of influence? You know, if they're on the internet, like if you have an iPad or or, um, like an Xbox or PlayStation, kind of be uh, interested in what they're spending their time on. Uh, YouTube, like we don't have regular YouTube on our iPads. We have YouTube kids. Uh, TV, we're we're kind of uh, interested in what they're watching on TV. And then obviously they don't participate in social media because my kids are six and eight. So they're still young enough, but there is stuff out there that they can get influenced by like the Momo challenge or whatever it is, you know, I know that's not necessarily uh, real, but there are stuff that they can see that will trigger them. Um, recently my son, uh, saw a few pictures. I think it was uh, granny's house or some, some game like that on Roblox, um, that kind of pushed him over the edge and had some trouble with panic attacks. And then, so he was hypersensitive with his anxiety, which created more anxiety in general with his everyday life. So be involved, uh, check out what's influencing them. Um, as far as what's going into their mind and substitute that out with some of the mantras and some of the reframing work that I talked about in the last episode. So that was something I wanted to touch on the uh, episode two uh, with kids. And so hopefully that'll help you out a little bit here today. We're going to talk about how do you handle being embarrassed by your anxiety, looking more so at other people's opinions versus my own. 
Question two, how do you know when to take medication for your anxiety? Anxiety. Uh, which disclaimer, I'm not a medical professional, uh, so I'm going to talk about medications, but that's not to be substituted from medical advice. And then question three, what are your top five books to grow with your anxiety? Which will be a good one. That's uh, you know part of our scavenger hunt is gaining knowledge. And then at the end here, I'm going to talk about your exit wad, your workout for your day at the end of the episode. And also, there's a surprise for episode four, and I'll get into that towards the end here. So, you have to bear with me here. I have a little bit of a cold, so I sound a little different. Um, if possible, I am even more bassy than I normally am, so I apologize for that. Uh, I'll do my best here to talk clearly and not sound too nasally here. So, question one. How do you handle being embarrassed by your anxiety? It's a fairly uh, common question, to be honest. And uh, one thing that for me was I was really embarrassed about it because I went from being someone that was labeled fearless in sports and fearless in life like I would just try things out and a lot of the things I used to do or and still do at times people wonder why I do them which you know but like how I dress like the other night I wore Zubas a fanny pack and like a shirt with unicorns on it that's just who I am that's just part of how I've always been you know people that know me best know that that's just part of who I am so I don't easily get embarrassed by what other people think, but I was extremely embarrassed about my anxiety because how I was perceived before I had anxiety was fearless. And so when it started to manifest and it started to pop up in my life, on top of the chaos that I felt internally about not having control of the situation, I had added in the opinions of other people. So not only was I carrying this weight of um, panicking and being fearful of everything in my life, I added the weight of other people's opinions, which was just an extremely heavy load to carry. And so when I started having panic attacks, I remember a point at which I would look at people's eyes and I would perceive it as disappointment rather than concern. So they were disappointed in me that I still didn't have it put together was my thought in my mind. It's like I was, and it was a shame thought. It was like, I'm disappointing them. I'm not, you know, and it, it, to me, it's, it's a little funny now because I've done the work to get to the point where, and I'll get to this at the end of this question here. I, I don't concern myself with what other people think. And I've, I've say, I say this quite often is that what other people think of me is none of my business. I really can't carry that weight. Now, the people that love me, the people that care about me, when it's something I need to be concerned about, they're going to let me know. And I trust that with them. I, I trust that they're going to tell me, hey, let's talk about this. Or, you know, how you said this, I really didn't like that. I, I have gotten to a point in my life where I trust that they're going to bring that to me. And rather than me worrying about it all the time, it's going to come to me when it's needed. So it's a hard point to get to, but that's the end game. That's the goal. Like what other people think of me is none of my business. It was one of the mantras that... I had to get to in, and I actually was just talking to somebody about this today. I even shortened it down to my opinion matters, theirs doesn't, which my personality is I seek approval. I seek, you know, the benefits of accomplishment. I, I need the feedback. I need the appraisal. And so that was an extremely uncomfortable mantra for me to have when concerning myself with my perception of what other people thought of my anxiety. My opinion matters, theirs doesn't. And so that's one mantra you can use if you're embarrassed about your anxiety, because ultimately to be happy, 
you have to fill your own cup first. Because if you don't fill your own cup, you're not going to be able to pour it into other people's cups. Family, friends, they're going to care about you. And if they're going to judge you based on your struggle, you don't want them in your life. It sounds brutal, but it's the truth. People should lift you up, right? You're, you're already in the muck. You're already in the trenches battling. They don't need to hold your head down, put your head underwater, and add that weight to your heavy struggle, okay? For me, like, sports was a flow state. It was a way to escape. It was a way to calm the noise that I had going on in my head with fear and then also my the ADD side of my personality. Like, I had a hard time focusing in a lot of aspects of my life. Sports was when everything got quiet. It was my flow state. And so when that was gone, I really struggled. Imagine being in a new location and not having a map on how to navigate the surroundings. And that's how I felt. And so that, that added to the anxiety of, I don't have an escape. I don't have a way to calm the noise. I don't have a way to navigate the life I'm living because there isn't that safe spot. And so I wrapped a lot of my identity into sports because that's where I felt most like myself. Fortunately, I found a way to distinguish that and find a new way to do that by filling my own cup. So other people's opinions is, are none of my business. And so what you need to do and how you fill your own cup is set up your own metrics for happiness. Set up your own metrics for accomplishment. Set up your own metrics for goals that do not include other people's opinions. Because really, like in this life... We need to be full. We need to be fulfilled ourselves before we can do that for other people. And that's that's been the biggest thing I've learned in 20 years is that if I'm not okay, nothing else in my life is going to be okay. And, and I can look back throughout the years and see why the relationships that have come to pass have passed. A lot of it was up to me to make it work. Relationships are reciprocal, don't get me wrong, but... There's a point where I can say, okay, that's when I let it go. That's when I gave up. That's when I decided to move on, right? So it was, it's ultimately up to you to make sure those things work. So if you're embarrassed, make sure you're setting up the right metrics. Make sure you're using a mantra that your opinion matters more than other people, even if you're someone like me that seeks approval of other people. So hopefully that'll give you guys enough for that question about being embarrassed. You know, it's it's really hard to um, deal with something where you feel vulnerable and feel exposed. Uh, but when you get your metrics and your your percep your perception of your situation down to where yours is the only opinion that matters, you're going to be way farther ahead of the game. All right, so on to question two here. How do you know when to take medication for your anxiety? And again, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not certified to give you medication or medical advice. I'm going to give you advice on my experience with medication. I've, I've had a lengthy experience with medication, both um, general anxiety medication, sedatives, and pain medication. So that's what I'm going to speak to. Again, if you're someone that's considering uh, anxiety medication, please consult your medical professional. So with that being said, uh, i I've taken, I don't even know, 10 to 15 different kinds of general anxiety medication, none of which have worked for me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the truth. I, I hated them. I did not feel good on them. I had 
all the side effects that you hear on commercials, I had pretty much all of them and it, I did not feel right on them. They just didn't work for me. Now I exhausted a lot of options having done 10 to 15. I don't know for, for sure. Um, but I, I went through all of them and I kept trying them and, and, um, I think it's good to keep trying them. If you like give them about three months each and, and move on to the next one. If you're not feeling right, like if you would sweat through your clothes, like I did, or you would have upset stomach or dry mouth or couldn't sleep or X, Y, and Z, just try something else, but just stay in communication with your medical professional, whoever's prescribing those for you do some research on them. Um, I, I never, I'll never is a strong word, but I usually don't suggest those to people and I'll get in the end of this question. I'll have like three ways to know for sure that you want, you should try medication. And so I'll get into that here in a second. Sedatives. Sedatives are really good. If you know the situations that cause you anxiety, like if you know your triggers, sedatives can be your biggest help. Um, that takes a little work to get to that point of knowing your triggers, but sedatives really help me out because I know a large majority of my triggers are claustrophobic based. And so when I get into those situations that I know I'm going to have a higher anxiety day, I'll take a sedative. Now it's usually like three things, traveling, MRIs or the dentist, which guys, I just went to the dentist like two weeks ago and I didn't take any sedatives, which is a huge win for me. It's probably been 15 years since I've done that. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And now I was like squeezing my, like it was, it was tense. Like I was squeezing my fist and like, it's, it's funny because I like, I clenched my butt cheeks. And so like I'm sitting in the dentist chair and I'm thinking to myself, if they only knew how tight my butt was right now, I would be so embarrassed, but that's what I do. I mean, you do these weird things when you're anxious and that's my thing is I squeeze my fist or like I'll pinch my leg, but then my butt cheeks are clenched. So little TMI, but now you know more about me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So flying MRIs or the dentist. So I've already taken one out of the equation and those are the main times that I use sedatives. Now I used to use them more regularly to help me sleep. Um, but then eventually with the sedatives, I'd have to take Tylenol PM and then I added melatonin and then, yeah, it's just kind of, it, uh, expounded. Now, like uh, antipsychotics, I don't really have experience with those. I don't have manic depression. I don't have schizophrenia, uh, multiple personality disorders. So those I 100% suggest that you, if you have one of those uh, diagnoses, you should definitely stay on your medication. Okay. I'm talking general anxiety is the one that I usually don't recommend. Antipsychotics, however, is one that I would strongly recommend you stay on. But again, I really just don't have any experience with those. So medications reasons to try them Here, here's my top three reasons to try them or or what you yeah top three reasons to try them so ask yourself what else have you done to prepare yourself to heal Medis medications can help but it's like a band-aid underneath the band-aid is where the healing happens inside of you is where the healing is going to happen the medication is going to help like a neosporin on a cut okay it's just going to help accelerate the healing, but underneath is where all the healing is still going to have to happen. So make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. If you're going to be on medication, go see someone, right? Find someone that is trained to help you with anxiety, that is trained to help you heal, and then stay on the medication for as long as they suggest. Two, 
like what are your other diagnoses? Like if you're manic depressive, schizophrenic, make sure that you're on medication. You know, if you have PTSD, talk to someone, right? They might prescribe you medication. I, I the stuff I've heard about PTSD and medication is it's, it's a tricky thing. So you definitely want to see somebody about that. And then three, like, do you know your triggers? So if you know your triggers, I would suggest sedatives. Like that's, that, that's what worked for me. Um, like an Ativan, Olorazepam. I never really got into like the Zoloft thing or Xanax. Um, I don't know if Zoloft, Zoloft might be a general anxiety. I'm not sure, but Xanax is one that, um, is fairly addictive. And I always try to stay away from the ones that were pretty addictive. But yeah, Ativan, Lorazepam, especially when you know that the situational stuff and when it's going to arise, those are the ones that seem to work out the best for me. And I think that's about it for medication. It's, it's going to be one of those things that you try on for yourself. It's like figuring out what you want to do for nutrition or figure out what you want to do for like a exercise program, which obviously I'm going to recommend CrossFit because that what's, that's what works for me. So try about, try on a few shoes, see which one fits the best, and then start walking your way onto healing with your medications. The other thing is, if you get to a point where you're looking to get off of medication, is make sure you get some advice on how to come off of medications. Uh, the withdrawal from general anxiety medications for me was extremely horrible. It's it was uh, it was not fun. It was like every time I did it, I got a severe flu for a good week, two weeks. So make sure you're under medical supervision if you're looking to come off of medications. Just don't do it by yourself. It's really good to scale it down or um, taper off of them rather than just quit them cold turkey. Cold turkey because that's a lot of the side effects will pop, rear its ugly head and just pop. Like it'll just be like, I feel terrible. So, question three: What are your top five books to grow with your anxiety? Number one is always hope and help for your nerves, Dr. Claire Weeks. That was the most instrumental in me. And it could have been it could have been just timing. It could have been where I was at in my life that it just resonated. But that's the one that I always start people with is hope and help for your nerves, Dr. Claire Weeks. There's a link to it on my website, anxietywad.com, on the resources page. And the rest of these books on this list will also have the same thing. Number two, The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. It's one that I've probably listened to about 10 times, I would say, over the years. It's just, it's just got great information on how to look at being happy. It's not like religious in tone or spiritual in tone. It's how to be happy. Okay. Uh, number three, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. That's another one I just hand out and just give to people and suggest all the time. Number four, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I think it's totally, it could be toll. I don't know, but I'm Norwegian and German, so I never pronounce anybody's name right. And I never remember anybody's name. So it's always fun too. <laughs> My wife will always get a kick out of that one. I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, Samantha. She's like, uh, her name's Catherine. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Catherine. So number five, Zen and the Art of Happiness by Chris Prentice. And again, all these are on the website on the resources pages, but these are the ones that have been the most in instrumental. Um, it, it, as far as it relates to my healing with anxiety, those are, those are the ones that I've taken the most, uh, skills out of the most mantras, the most, um, usable, uh, aspects of my scavenger hunt on those five books. There's, there's many more. I have 10 on there. I could probably put like 20 that I, I probably listen to on repeat. Other authors that you want to listen to are Andy Andrews, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, 
Les Brown, those kind of people. Uh, they're going to help you out as far as menta mentality and mindset with uh, everyday life. So maybe I'll go over a few more books here. Uh, Eckhart Tolle has another one that's called A New Earth. And he does a really good job on, on um, expounding on his first book, The Power of Now. The Power of Now is just like how to stay present, how to... And that's what we want to do with anxiety is stay present rather than look down the road and, and create these stories. Uh, the power of now really helps you focus on uh, what's in the here and now. Anxiety specific books. There's one that's called Dare. Uh, the new way to end anxiety and stop panic attacks is by Barry McDonough. Dude is a Irish guy, so it's a good audiobook to listen to because I'm not going to try to do an Irish accent because I <laughs> won't do very well. But it's a good one to listen to. Um, it's anxiety specific. So, uh, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. That's another one on your personal journey here towards um, self confidence. And, and she does really good. If you're someone that beats yourself up a lot, she does, Brene is one that I will always recommend to people if their their uh, thought loop is shaming. So if you shame yourself and you beat yourself up a lot, Brene has got really good information. The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. See, there's that good <laughs> good stuff with the names again, right? Paulo Coelho, uh, the alchemist. That's that's a really good one about creating your own destiny and creating your own future. And um, another another one that I picked up a lot of information on creating my own uh, path to walk. And then Rhonda Byrne, The Secret. It's another one that I've listened to over and over and over again. And so those are like the top 10 books that I would recommend. Again, all of those that I've spoken about on this episode are on the website anxietywad.com on the resources pages if you click the picture or the little icon it'll take you right to amazon where you can order it um, hard copy or the audible version and so I, I recommend starting with those so what else do we want to talk about that's that's kind of a quick way to get through the questions here today and so again i, I just want to thank you guys for the feedback that i've gotten here over the last couple of episodes i'm going to continue to evolve the show I might take a little bit longer on each questions depending upon the feedback I get from you guys. If you have feedback, please send it in on the anxietywad.com website on the question form or just email directly at anxietywad at gmail.com. Um, I'm also looking at maybe doing uh, some meditation uh, recordings and just sending them in. Apparently my voice is soothing to people and it could be a good thing or maybe I'm just putting them to sleep, but <laughs> hopefully... This is uh, good information for you and it's helping you out. But please, send in information if you need it. Like I said before, it's anonymous. I'm the only one that's going to read it. I don't judge you because I've been there. You know, I've been in the trenches with you. I'm not going to like judge you for any kind of question that you have. They're all good questions because if it's something that is stuck in your mind, please get it out and you're not going to be alone. And in that vein of being alone, naming the aspects of your anxiety... Like naming, okay, that's just my fear of death. That is just my claustrophobia. That is just my fear of acceptance, right? It's going to deflate that. It's like a balloon. You let the air out of the balloon as you name the aspects of your anxiety rather than saying, why can't I stop thinking about fill in the blank? If you say, I'm a little worried about what I said to whoever. Well, that's my fear of acceptance, right? I'm worried about what they're thinking about me. And if you go back earlier in the show, what they think about me really isn't any of my business, right? Their opinion, my opinion matters, theirs doesn't. And so if you name it like the fear of approval or the fear of acceptance, 
then it kind of loses its power. Cause you're just like, Oh, that's just part of my personality rearing its ugly head, giving me a little anxiety. Right. So it's, that's another way to think about things. And, and I actually just talked to somebody about that today. Tonight I am going to a ball with my daughter. She is six. And so I'm pretty pumped about that. And I'm guessing I'll, I'll see some people that have listened to the show by now. And I'm hoping that I get a little feedback. And like I said, I'm, I'm living on questions and feedback from you guys. And so this show is going to evolve as I get those back. One thing that I, I, I do want to mention too, is that I'm going to try to bring on guests. And next week I'm actually bringing on my first guest already. So for episode four, we're going to have somebody on Mr. David Swedberg. He's going to help me out with some uh, questions that deal with faith. David is a youth pastor here at the E-Free Church in Morris. And so he's going to talk a little bit about how does anxiety test your faith. Um, I'm, I'm spiritual. I wouldn't say I'm religious. I'm a spiritual person. I, I grew up uh, a Christian. I grew up in the Lutheran Church here. And, you know, I, I am very spiritual and I have a lot of faith. He does a better job when it comes to... The question was really like religious base. And, and that's not my forte. And like, I'm a spiritual person, but he'll be able to put it in a context and, and probably be able to cite some Bible verses and, and do a little bit better job of explaining that. And then we'll, he'll also kind of help run the show. And so it'll be interesting. David was the one that helped me get this podcast started. And, you know, I'm not sure if his is still going, so maybe he'll be on here more often just depends upon how much time we have but he's actually currently getting his crossfit l1 and uh this weekend so it'll be interesting to see he'll get a little uh maybe a story time from david on that um the other question for next week is what to do when your anxiety mans- man- manifests manifests <laughs> manifests itself as anger or sadness like what if, when you're anxious when it manifests itself as an emotion uh what do you do how do you react to that and again, we'll do the exit wad, which is what my next point is for episode three here. Remember last or the first time it was the box breathing. Last time it was your top five things that bring you calm, that calm you down, bring you peace, and put them in the forefront of your life. So for this week, I want you to start a morning routine, even if it's just one thing that you're going to do on a regular basis for the next week. I suggest doing a gratitude practice. Uh, write down 10 things that you're grateful for. If you get to the pen and the paper and you can't write down one thing, write down that you're alive. Then write down that you're breathing. Write down that if you're inside, you have shelter. If you're going to eat breakfast, you have food, right? So simple things work. It doesn't have to be grand things. Like I am recording on a podcast with a computer, right? That's pretty cool. I'm pretty grateful for that. I get to share part of my story and continue to heal. Because every time I tell my story, I heal a little bit more. And so I, I, I'm really excited to continue to talk about this. As I talk about it, I'm figuring out more about myself. And then when I hear from other people about things I've said on the show, it's, it helps me drill it down and kind of solidify in my mind where my mind goes when I'm talking to other people and on this show. So speak, speak your truth. It, it's really freeing and it's really good for you to open up and unlock that vault that you're holding on inside of you because once you name it the different aspects of your anxiety they lose their power they deflate so i really encourage you guys to do that so gratitude practice start your morning routine with gratitude it's going to set your day off in the right direction and it's really hard to have a bad day when you're thankful for what you already have so i think that's it dudes my peoples thank you again for 
tuning in. Thank you for submitting your questions. Continue to do so. Anxietywad.com. Question form. Send them on in. They're anonymous. I can use your information if you'd like. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember, give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up. We're here to figure this out. I'm here to help. I'm here to share what has worked for me over the years. Have a peaceful and relaxing morning, afternoon, and evening. See you!